Gary Hoffman. Yeah. Shannon Farron. And I'm not going to brag about how much ass I kicked, but let's just say I kicked every single ass. Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon. Still got it, huh? Still got it. I got to say, that was a great show. When I was in Cleveland for a week, and uh, one of the only things to do was... Not not to brag, but I got stuck in Ohio for a week. (laughs) Uh, One of the things to do was to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? The museum. And I was there, and I remember saying, as I was watching footage of the Rolling Stones concert back in the 70s, if there was one concert I wish I could have gone to, it would have been the Rolling Stones because they weren't touring anymore. Um, you know, last year when I was there, it was like, ah, are they going to probably not going to go back on tour ever again? They're getting up there. They put on a hell of a show. You wouldn't have known that Keith Richards snorted his father's ashes. You know what I mean? They were on top of everything. Mick Jagger still has the moves, the whole bit. It reminded me a little bit of Steven Tyler. I went to go see Aerosmith a handful of years ago. He's still got tons of energy as well. It's just amazing what these guys are able to do at their age. I saw the the setup. I don't know. Some TV station had taken a helicopter shot of the setup for the stage in the Rose Bowl, and that alone looked incredible. It was it was very uh, it was a cool scene. They had fireworks at the end. My only regret is that I didn't watch the concert from Chris and Carlos' house because <laughs> he had the same view I did. Uh, we were basically <laughs> he sitting. Been a bit closer. Yeah, he may have been closer, uh, but that's okay. I had a girlfriend who, uh, in high school, they play the Rolling Stones played at Candlestick Park. Yeah, and I had noticed. I turned down ticket. I didn't. They don't. They don't flip a switch for me. I've never thought I want. I love their music. I mean, there's some songs that are just iconic, but. Just have it no was, desire to see them in concert. You know what? It was a cool scene because they spanned so many generations. So there were young kids there. Oh, yeah. There was a guy in a couple rows ahead of us who was, had to be maybe 22, if that. And he was so into it. And he, and and then there was, you know, grandparents in, in wheelchairs, right? And it, it was just one of those bands that spanned so many different people's lives and, like, has made so many different memories um, for, for people and what, connects generations. They, they I assume are a band that would be played in households forever. I, um, yeah. My wife has a special place in her heart for Elton John because her mom used to constantly play Elton John records. And just, I mean, there are sense memories that she has from the, you know, each of these individual songs has a, a very specific sense. Nostalgia. Yeah. Right. So I could see how younger kids now, uh, you know, growing up and having hearing it in their parents' house all the time probably way to get it anyway so that's oh i will say this the rose bowl steps are slightly deeper than steps at other stadiums and i saw at least four people go down uh through the course of the evening were they do they have beverages in their hands too uh there there may be they may have been beverage connected people right 
Be- Be- beverage, uh, beverage in- involved. Beverage adjacent. Beverage involved. <laughs> beverage involved. That's good. I like that. Uh, very weird day on Wall Street. The Dow is down 520 points. The stocks are going down because the president said that this afternoon he was going to respond to China's latest tariff increase, which is supposed to take place on September 1st. He also ordered UPS, Federal Express, and Amazon to block any deliveries from China of fentanyl. Yeah, he called out uh, President Xi, or chairman, however you want to refer to him, uh, and said that the that Xi had promised to stop fentanyl deliveries from China into the United States and that he hadn't done so. So the president saying that these delivery companies need to be on the hook now to, uh, to to try to block any of these deliveries. You play into this as well or add to this the fact that uh, Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said that the trade wars have complicated the ability of the Fed to set interest rate policies. Uh, there was some suggestion that next month the Feds could cut interest rates one more time or again – uh, but this has been a, uh, you know, as much as the PP match between the United States and China trade wars, it's between Donald Trump and Jerome Powell in terms of Fed policy. And between the two of them, whenever there's a flare up on either front, you're going to see what's happening to the Dow today. Down 492 right now as we speak. Within the couple moments we've started the conversation, it was down 522. So flare up. Sounds, China flare up sounds just like a horrible thing. Nobody likes flare up. Well, we have not so much clarity um, that we thought we would have 24 hours after we talked about this for the first time. This deputy that was allegedly shot in Lancaster at the Sheriff's Station parking lot. Do we have Andrew Mullenbeck? Yeah, there he is. Andrew, what's up? Hey. Well, I had a chance to talk to the sheriff last night because really there were so many questions and we weren't getting any answers all day yesterday from the sheriff's department, which seemed rather unusual when, again, as it was described by officials, there was a situation in which a law enforcement officer was apparently ambushed by some sort of sniper. And then we just saw that huge response Wednesday night, tactical teams from all over the county, more than 100 deputies. They completely clear a four-story apartment complex where they thought at the time that the shooter was. And after they clear it, They didn't find anybody. They didn't make any arrests. And then it sort of went radio silent after that, which that part was what nobody could really figure out is, was there still somebody out there that they were actively looking for? And if so, where was the urgency? Because we saw such a huge response Wednesday night. But after they cleared that building, the response kind of died down. And the sheriff's department even put out a statement saying that the area was safe, that no one had any reason to worry. And so those details were kind of hard to make sense of because there still was this deputy who the sheriff's department says was shot and so i had a very brief conversation with the sheriff last night he was at a graduation in whittier and here he was talking about the the 21 year old deputy trainee well it appeared uh the shirt appeared to had an entry and exit wound and uh however the it deflected from the top of the vest so there was very minor uh, in injury to his to his shoulder. That injury apparently did not even pierce the skin in the shoulder, and the deputy was quickly released from the hospital. So it wasn't serious at all. But there are quite a few questions about who the shooter was, uh, what was shot. The only real development yesterday was that. 
The sheriff's department says a pellet gun was found in the apartment complex that they had been searching, but it's not clear whether that had anything to do with this incident on Wednesday, that guns being sent in to be checked out. But that's kind of where we are right now. We had this deputy with a very minor injury to the shoulder. Uh, the sheriff's department still says that they believe there was a shooting with two shots. But again, the search for the shooter, while they say it's going on, it's it's really not anything like we saw a couple of days ago. So the pellet gun and the the officer's uniform are going to be sent for testing to see if the two uh, interacted? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know if they're able to, to see whether the, the actual pellet in the uniform interacted, but certainly the, the pellet gun is going to be tested out. And I, I imagine that there's going to be some analysis on, uh, you heard the sheriff saying there that there were two different holes, what he called entry and exit, to see what, what caused that. Uh, that's going to be looked into. Even I have the a question. That the sher- yeah, go if ahead. If there's an entry and an exit hole. It and went through his arm. It, it didn't, And it didn't pierce the skin. How does that happen? Oh, maybe he's That sounds magic. like an interesting question, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Let's not uh, because let's not rule that out, though. I mean, there is a possibility that this L.A. County Sheriff's deputy is magic. Well, and, and maybe his uh, uniform was a little too big. And, you know, he had it a little bunched up. That could mm. be, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a tailored fit. No, uh, we we don't know, but uh, they were told that a couple of holes in this shirt. And one of the interesting things about that, though, is the sheriff's department put out a statement, I guess it was yesterday, saying that the minor injury was consistent with a bullet wound. Uh-huh. Um, e- even that, you know, generally you would probably get a bit more of a forceful statement to say, yeah, a it- bullet entered his shoulder or something like that. But maybe it was just a graze that that's all they had to work Mm. with well it's weird to me there's i mean there's many weird things about this case but um the sheriff for example and the official sheriff twitter account uh at la county sheriff said one of our this was back on wednesday one of our deputies was involved in a shooting right that's all it said it didn't say somebody shot at one of our deputies and we're going to find them and bring them down it just said one of our deputies was involved in a shooting. That's the last mention. Listen, Twitter is not necessarily the way that you you um, get all the important information out there necessarily. And clearly the L.A. County Sheriff's Department doesn't know what they're doing on Twitter. But the only other th- mention of this is, um, oh, I'm sorry, there is no other mention of this. And that is so unusual versus what we would normally see. And I, I brought this example up yesterday. Uh, remember that terrible incident a little while back, maybe a month ago, in which an off-duty LAPD officer was out in northeast LA. He was at a taco shop, and he ends up getting murdered. Yeah. And and then for the next week, 100 LAPD officers, plainclothes officers, tactical teams, were on 24 hours looking for the killer. And it was just nonstop. And that's typically what you see in a response such as this. Right. But what we're seeing in Lancaster is is completely different from that. And really, in the absence of regular updates that you might expect in situations like this, usually we might see daily or multiple times per day updates and news conferences. In the absence of that, it, it has led to a lot of speculation and uh, sources are kind of telling their sides of the story. But we really have a bit of a vacuum as to what were the details of this. Uh. Andrew, you were able to catch up with the sheriff last night at that academy graduation, right? Yeah, yeah. It it was very brief. I showed up early hoping that that would be the opportunity to catch up with him. And 
I did walk right up next to him, asked him for a couple of minutes. I think we spoke for a minute and 18 seconds, according to my recorder. And then uh, he was kind of shuffled away by one of his aides that he had to go the reviewing process of the graduation. So it was, yeah. it was a brief conversation, but yeah, we talked. You can tell a lot from body language in an, in an instance like that. Did you get the impression that he didn't want to talk about this case? No, I, I really didn't. I, and I wondered about that ahead of time because I did ask him, or actually I asked one of his aides, and then I talked to him. I said, uh, this is about Lancaster. Can we, can we talk about it? He said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So he didn't really have any misgivings about talking with me about it. Uh, what, but the, the thing about it is everything he said, essentially, was the very same information that had been out for more than 24 hours, which was that a deputy uh, was shot, a couple of shots fired, they cleared a building. It was, it was kind of things that we had already heard, and we really wanted to kind of understand, has anything changed from the original reports about this apparent shooting right outside the sheriff's department? And and who are you looking for? Yeah, there's there's no sense of urgency coming from the sheriff or the department, it doesn't seem like. And also, they said that investigators believe this was an isolated incident. Well, how right. the hell do you know that? If you don't have somebody for it, how do you know it was an isolated incident? How do you know that there... Don't you have to assume as an investigator that there is now somebody out there that's intent on shooting police, even if it is with a pellet gun? I mean, don't you have to assume that as you continue your investigation? And if that's the assumption you have to make, then why isn't all hands on deck to find whoever did it? They interviewed, ABC7 interviewed the guy who they took the pellet gun, uh, resident of the building. They say uh, that, or he says that they seized an air gun that he described as a prop used for acting. He says, right at the start, I told them I play cops in movies and TV and I have airsoft guns. His name's Kent McGuire. He says they went in, they did their search, and they destroyed the entire apartment, turned everything upside down. He was questioned. He says one of the detectives told him they suspected the deputy could have been shot with a BB. He says his air guns included a short barrel rifle, and he says it never held BBs. So there you have it. He says he, he, had, he was given no indication from investigators that he was being looked at as a suspect. I think kind of the point you were raising right before that, why the response or why we're not seeing it as we might typically, I think the only thing that we can say at this point is clearly investigators know more than they're saying at this point, because I believe if they knew knew the same things that have been stated publicly, we would see much more of a response. So whatever are the facts that they're working with that haven't been put out, that's clearly leading them to act as they currently are, that they seem to know something that we don't, which is why there is this confusion about the response, particularly when we were originally told that a law enforcement officer was shot by some sort of sniper. Yeah, here's the thing for the sheriff. He can't get out there and say, somebody took a shot at my deputy and then disappear and not talk about it and not be transparent with what the department has learned. If there's some sort of weird stuff going on here, if if the deputy engaged in some weird stuff for whatever reason, just let everybody know. It, it, you know, it, it's going to get worse. We're not just going to forget about it, yeah. you know, and get out in front of it. All right, Andrew, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. All right. Uh, Andrew Mollenbeck there with the latest. And again, he did catch up with the sheriff last night, and the sheriff was uh, sticking by this story, apparently, that the uh, deputy was uh, shot. Although it just it appears 
more and more that this was not the case, that there is no sniper out there targeting L.A. County Sheriff's deputies. And even if they did recover a pellet gun, if you remember yesterday, the L.A. Times actually wrote an article that said that they had a source that said the shooter fired a high-velocity rifle round well, that hit Reynoso. absolutely not the case. Clearly, because it, I guess you could say it, it could have grazed him, but... It didn't pierce the skin. Almost any contact that you make, high-velocity rifle round, you're going to leave a massive wound, and if it hits him, even grazes off of, his, uh, uh, off of the bulletproof vest, you're in for some trouble. Morgan, let's do this. Can we extend an invitation to uh, to Sheriff Villanueva that at least, you know, we'll be on until 2 o'clock today, right? Two and a half hours. Anytime Sheriff Villanueva wants to call in and explain what the hell happened and answer some very simple questions. And by the way, these aren't questions that he's not going to know the answers to. Yeah, give the uh, PIO there at the Sheriff's Department a call and uh, put in a request that we'd like to get him on the air. Tell him we won't ask about his domestic violence friendships. There's a... There's a uh, a letter to the editor, or I guess a column is how you put it, uh, Antelope Valley Press column, regular columnist, William Warford, who put in the paper today, as I write on Wednesday evening, I hear the thump, thump, thump of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department helicopter searching for a would-be cop killer. Someone took a shot at a deputy in the parking lot of the Lancaster station in broad daylight Wednesday afternoon. Now, he goes on, this is an entire column about... Wh- why we are in a in a society where it's become sort of uh, fashionable to hate law enforcement officers and that this is a result of that, that this becomes a logical next step, that targeting police officers, law enforcement officers is an OK thing. How did we get to this point? Remember, we're only a few years after the shootings in Dallas where the guy shot five and yep. shot and killed five Dallas police officers in one night targeting specifically law enforcement. How did we get to that point? Now, that article in and of itself, or that column, is perfect. Like, it makes perfect sense. He praises the men and women who are still brave enough and willing to overlook societal, you know, norms of how law enforcement is viewed. There's still men and women who are willing to sign up and put their lives on the line to have a safe and just society. The problem is, if the sheriff knows that this is not a true story, if the sheriff knows that the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy who claims that he was shot at is making this thing up, all he's doing is eroding further the trust in law enforcement agencies. Excellent point. That's all he's doing. Excellent point. Here's the thing. He's but, already he's already behind in the game right. when it comes to L.A. County. He's already pissed off the Democratic Party who gave that, him their endorsement. Because he has not stopped his fight that is very costly, by the way, in the court system to reinstate a deputy that Sheriff Jim McDonald had fired because domestic violence, because he was trying to break into his girlfriend's home. They had video of the whole bit. And then he went to go help Alex Villanueva campaign against Jim McDonald. It was successful. Villanueva becomes the next sheriff. And he puts his buddy, this domestic violence-involved deputy, back on the payroll. Not only that, but then the deputy decides he has brass balls and decides to sue the department for back pay, which is costing more than $2 million of our taxpayer dollars so that he can have his bad friend buddy with him 
every day, Monday through Friday, with back pay. Here's the thing. And he's not going to come out and get in front of this this story that we may have somebody out there who's targeting our police officers? And we'll make this pledge as a payoff. No questions about Carl Mendoyan. No. No questions about hiring a buddy back who already had a dirty record. None of those questions. Just questions about this deputy in Lancaster who claims to have been shot while in the parking lot. If you got a 21-year-old kid who made a mistake, then let's just admit it and move on. Because I think it's a lot better story to have a 21-year-old kid who makes a mistake rather than somebody's out there target- targeting our police officers. Remember, by the way, I don't... If you guys remember, it was uh, eight years ago. There was a former L.A. school police officer who staged his own shooting. This was a hoax that caused the schools to be locked down in the valley. Ah, Stenroos. Jeffrey Stenroos, that's right. Um, He had to pay $309,000 in restitution. And that was another one of those situations where immediately... There was a massive, massive response in the Valley from LAPD and other agencies trying to find somebody who was willing to walk up and shoot a uniformed police officer. And it was very, very quickly that Chief Charlie Beck came out and said, this may not be what it appears. And Villanueva needs to get to the front of the mic. He needs to come on and say, we may have a situation here. We need to get rid of this deputy or we need to figure out what happened exactly. But there was no sniper. There was no high-powered rifle from a far distance. Let's not be Chicago PD and Jesse Smollett here. Let's just get it done. All right, coming up next, what the hell is going on with China? The Dow is down 531. We will tell you everything you need to know when we return. Gary and Shannon. On this uh, Friday, August 23rd, right here on KFI, uh, just a Brian Suits at Dark Secret Place tweeted this a little while ago. Makes perfect sense. It's okay to admit that one of your trainees should not be retained. That's actually a sign that your system works and would yes. weed out unsuitable people. Exactly. Military works exactly the same way. The military does it all the time. It's not a stain on your institution. Or continue this patronizing fiction. So Charles we'll Koch today, remembering his brother David for his giant personality, passion for life, says he'll be greatly missed but never forgotten. David Koch has died 79 degrees. Major donors to conservative 70, 70, causes. 79 years old? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Degrees. Oh, that's odd. Well, it's almost probably, I mean, <laughs> you do say when people pass away that they assume room temperature. God. That's was, really odd. Sometimes David can... Koch died. He was 79 degrees. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, the Koch brothers, obviously very politically active through the years. They are... Basically, the ones who funded the Tea Party movement. Yeah, um, they were socially liberal. However, they were, uh, I believe, so libertarian. And I libertarian. Think better, yeah, that's the way they would put it. But they, um, uh, man, they were demonized 
because they put so much money into politics. He also donated $1.3 billion to charities over the years, too. Oh, yeah. Billion. That, people forget that. People don't like to talk about that. They just want to say what they like. He was 79 degrees. He was 79 degrees. Uh, when we get into Swamp Watch at 1230, by the way, Blake, I hope you've written your uh, your love letter to Seth Moulton. Oh, yeah. Did you get on top out of, of that? Race. So, yeah, no. Super, yep. Okay. State of plate. Excellent. Working on it. Love it. Yep. Well, the Dow is taking the brunt of the fight with China. It is down 507 China! right now. Presidents say that U.S. companies are hereby ordered to find an alternative to doing business with China following Beijing's latest tariff increase. Looks like tech companies, which have the most to lose, I would assume, in the trade battle, fell the most. Apple dropped 4.3%. Uh, Trump also said he's ordering UPS, Federal Express, and Amazon to block deliveries from China of fentanyl. The, this, this escalation um, is going to be an issue. The president pulled off the table a couple of weeks ago the tariffs that we said we would impose on an additional $300 billion worth of imports. Originally, when it was announced... It was said that those tariffs would go into effect starting September 1st. He heard some pushback from a lot of people, including, uh, was it Tim Apple at some point, where he said, I uh, met with Tim Cook from Apple and said that Tim made a very compelling argument to push back or at least hold off on tariffs originally. So this is going to be an issue. China is retaliating. The tariffs on 5% or 10%, depending on which the actual goods are, would take effect in two stages, one on September 1st, the second coming on December 15th. Uh, this is going to be... It, it, here's, here's, I think, what we need to pay attention to in the next few hours, outside of the, the effect that it's having on Wall Street. The president has said that this afternoon he would make some sort of an announcement, uh, some sort of retaliation. That is going to be... That is going to be the key piece to come out of all of this, I think. He said on Twitter, we don't need China, and frankly, we would be far better off without them. The vast amounts of money made and stolen by China from the United States year after year for decades will and must stop. Now, it's unclear how he's going to carry out that demand that companies begin seeking alternatives to China. While some companies have begun looking for other places to locate their supply chains, many businesses, particularly smaller ones, say that that would just cost way too much money. It's too time-consuming as well. The other thing is that the president is using this or is uh, making this argument that Jerome Powell is an enemy of the United States and suggested this morning, let me see if I can find the actual tweet where he said this, uh, my only question is, who is a bigger enemy, Jay Powell or Chairman Xi? Suggesting, for example, that the uh, the feds have done nothing, that they have not asked. Uh, they don't they speak without knowing or asking what I am doing, which will be announced shortly. Again, that's a reference to his retaliation for the retaliation. He says, we have a very strong dollar and a very weak Fed. I work brilliantly with both and the U.S. will do great. Uh the he knows at least it, logically he knows the president and the fed reserve are supposed to work independently 
They're not supposed to have impact on each other. He's not supposed to be able to control their policy and vice versa. Yeah, Jerome Powell said today that a trade war, the trade war that we are dealing with right now, is a complex, turbulent situation, and that the central bank will act as appropriate to sustain the expansion, suggesting another interest rate cut may be coming, but not the large decline that Trump has demanded. Um, He said, Powell said, our economy is in a favorable place, but that there are significant risks from slowing global growth and this fight with China. Now, when when he goes after Anthony Scaramucci on Twitter, it doesn't matter. Nobody's person. I mean, I, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. It, I could care less. These two guys yelling at each other, measuring belts. That's fine. But when he goes after the Fed and China, it 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 affects all of us. Right. And yeah. that, that's the thing. I, I wonder if if there's a an acknowledgement that whether it's appropriate or not, the president's words, especially on Twitter, uh, or I should say on Twitter, but especially in person, if he gets to that point, they affect this stuff. It's not just him yelling at the wind. His comments uh, can drag down the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And here's the problem. Interest rates are already very low. So if we're headed for a downturn that that inverted yield curve showed us inverted yield curve last week, we have no ammunition to help the economy when the recession hits. If those interest rates are already that low, you see what I'm saying? Yep. I hear you. Um, all of this, of course, is the president gets ready to move on to the G7 summit next week. Uh, remember, he or is it next week? Week after, uh, right before. Uh, He was supposed to go to Denmark. That was part of his trip. Um, But G7 is why he's going to be in Europe. All right. When we come back, a couple of more potential school shooters have been arrested before they did it. This is a listen. This is a good trend that we're publicizing the fact that these things are are being stopped. Publicize the hell out of these stories. Yeah, this is this is the important part of uh, of the response to what happens when we see mass shootings. How many degrees do you think you are about now? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Roughly. I'm guessing if I were to round up, I'd say ninety nine. I'd say I'm about ninety six point eight degrees or ninety eight point six. Which one is it? It's ninety eight point six. Damn it. You would. Today is not a good day. Listen, I had very little sleep. I'm too old to go to concerts and not get home until 1230. (laughs) Blake, you're going to have to play Beast of Burden because they did not get to that one last night to my disappointment. Awesome. Thank you, Blake. Next hour, we'll uh, update you on this story out of of Skid Row as well. This uh, story of woman shot four people on Skid Row and then they couldn't find her. Now, what I understand is that was an actual shooting. Um, also, we heard back from the sheriff's department oh on what may not be an actual shooting. Come on. And uh, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. They have to do better than that. I also don't like the way they talk to Morgan. They are. We're not new here. Yeah, the, this the isn't issue. our first day we're recording. Not, we're not new <laughs> at that. Oh, OK. You're going to tell me something that's stupid and doesn't make any sense. Oh, OK. I'll tell you what. We'll go on the air and say what you said, and then that'll make it sound like we'll know what we're talking about. You're going to okay. give us information from uh, 36 hours ago? Good Lord. Good Lord. All right. 
Let's talk about these children, these uh, shootings near shootings in Florida. Two students in Florida in separate parts of the state were arrested yesterday after they posted school shooting threats online. In Broward County, there was a student that goes to Nova High School. This is the same district, by the way, as Parkland, the Parkland school shooting where 17 kids were killed. According to a Broward County Police Report, this threat that was posted on a messaging app called Discord said, I want to shoot up a school. This is a genuine feeling. I want people to suffer. I wish to see those I haven't shot shake in fear and scream and cry at such a heinous act, then see the shock on their faces once I've shot them too. He allegedly admitted to police that he did write the post and he did share it on the app. He told officers he did not have any intent in following through with the threat, but that he was expressing how he felt emotionally and wanted people to feel the pain he felt. We are doing a disservice to our children. We are not we are not having them we're we're not setting them up to deal with negative feelings. Right. And so whenever they're being made uncomfortable or they're facing some sort of pushback, a rough patch, they don't know how to deal with it. It's almost as if the we we just keep clamping down the the top on the pressure cooker and not allowing them have not allowing them to have any sort of release along the way where you have a bad day and you come home and you want to throw your book against the wall throw your book against the wall dude you know go have a have a moment you want to come home and scream come home and scream and and there be no questions asked because you know what sometimes not everything is great Not everything is going to be easy. Not everything you face is going to be without pushback. So that when you go on some stupid messaging app like this and write some of the most ridiculously violent, I want to shoot up a school, I want people to suffer, and then to think so far as to say, I want to see those I haven't shot shake and fear and scream and cry and then see the shock on their face once I've shot them as well. And to say that's how he felt emotionally... And he wanted people to feel the pain he felt is uh, not making me feel any better about the situation. Then near Tampa, a 12-year-old girl was arrested yesterday as well. She made a school shooting threat on Snapchat. There was a student at Barrington Middle School who went to a school resource deputy yesterday morning and told him about this Snapchat post. Posted by a kid at another middle school, Burns Middle School, 7th grader. And according to police, the post said, Dear BMS students, I will be shooting that school up September 3rd, 2019. Be ready to say goodbyes to your family. Again, the kid in this case, the 12-year-old girl, admitted she sent it. Later, intentionally deleted the Snapchat. She's now facing a felony charge of making a written threat to kill, do bodily injury, or conduct mass shooting or an act of terrorism. The school department saying we have a zero tolerance policy, and it's important for parents to know what their children are posting online. If you make a school threat of any kind, you'll be arrested and charged accordingly, and that's what you have to do. I wonder if this is – I don't know how often this is mentioned in the schools. Clearly, we talk about it all the time. If you're an adult, you have to be aware of this type type of stuff going on all the time. They don't play this show in the schools? Uh, I mean, it's right in the middle of the school day. It would make sense. It would fit in nicely. 
I just don't know if anyone's doing that right now. I don't know if it's part of anyone's curriculum. But but I wonder if this is spelled out to students as well. You know, first thing first thing in the school year, I don't know. Hey, by the way, you know, social media is big and I know you kids, I know all the kids are into all the Twitters and the Facebooks and stuff and the Insta discords and all that stuff. But if you, and to spell it out very clearly to them, if you post a threat against anyone in this school or the school in general, not only will you be kicked out of school, you will be arrested and sent to jail. I don't know if that's spelled out for kids. Coming back, we heard back from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department about this shooting or non-shooting. Do we have somebody out there that's targeting our sheriff's deputies or do we not? Do we have a trainee who made a mistake? Oh, the answers we got from the sheriff's department. Disappointing. Disapp- you know, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue after this. Yesterday, we just did the story, Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, about how there haven't been a whole lot of fires. And there was and promptly a fire. There was promptly a fire. Thank you, God, for listening to the Gary and Shannon show. Uh, in this case, there was a fire burning up in Northern California in Shasta County, north of Redding. Thankfully, it's only at about 600 acres right now. And they say it's about, as of this morning, it's about 40% contained. So uh, hopefully the conditions up there are ripe. They can get uh, more line cut around that. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is urging the Trump administration and Beijing to return to the negotiating table with trade tensions escalating rapidly. The Dow down 503. China today saying it was putting into place tariffs on $75 billion in U.S. products in retaliation for the Trump administration's latest planned tariff hikes. The president, of course, lashed out, urged U.S. companies to stop doing business in china he did say that he will be responding to china's tariffs this afternoon that uh don't know exactly what that means or when ex- what we when we can expect an announcement but can we talk about what was done to our office overnight we've got a bit of a caper on our hands a caper a caper if you were if you will uh yesterday around this time i went into the office and on each of our computers there was a picture mm-hmm. of petros oh Uh, He's lounging topless in kind of a seductive seductive fashion. There's also an image of him when he was a tailback at USC. And it says something to the effect of... Captain of the worst USC football team ever. Yep, that's what it says. And so we thought, oh, that's weird. That was about, I don't know, 11 o'clock noon. It's almost like a boudoir photo. It is a boudoir photo. It's something that he should give his wife at Christmas time. Yeah, but but he should say, don't open this in front of the kids. What's right. brilliant is he was in that pose in just naturally living and getting a tattoo. So anyway, <laughs> those were found yesterday midday. We took them off of our computers. We thought, huh, I wonder who put this here. And we threw them away. And so I started figuring out who left us those weird pictures of Petros and I go down the hall to KLAC and Tim Cates isn't there. The guys aren't there because they did their uh, Ballast Point remote yesterday. Yeah, the big one. So who could it have been? 
this morning we come in, Morgan gets into the office, and there it's covered. It's covered. It's covered. I mean, there's 25, 30 of these on, on our computers, on our chairs, on our ping pong table, on our altar, on our walls, on our, our altar. Uh, everywhere. It's, it's wallpapered with this Petro picture. And I, I text the, the video Morgan shot to Petros, and he just wrote back, I'm sorry. He has nothing to do with it, obviously. He's actually a victim in all of this. It's like revenge. Porn. So who is it? And then I'm thinking maybe it was a Conway crew. Maybe it was Mondo. He likes to play games. But Mondo wasn't here yesterday midday to put the initial pictures up. Well, he didn't have to be here mid... Oh, to put the first ones up. That's a good point. Or is you, it... You're so, saying there's a connection. I believe... Whoever did the first pictures... Yes. ...must have then wallpapered our office with I do pictures. believe so. Or there are two people working in cahoots that work different day parts. Anyway, the video of our office and what it looked like this morning is on our Instagram story at Gary and Shannon. We've asked many questions. I don't know why I said it with an accent. We've asked many questions about what happened specifically with this L.A. County Sheriff's deputy who said he was shot while in the parking lot at the Lancaster station on Wednesday afternoon. Remember, there were words that there was a sniper out there targeting law enforcement. Well, if that was the case, very odd that uh, the Sheriff's Department kind of looked like it just stood down within hours of this happening. Stood down and won't answer any questions about why it looks like there is an entrance and exit wound on the uniform of the deputy, yet there is no skin that was pierced. Now, listen, we've we've got some sources. We've got some people who know some stuff about some things. And it's, it's clear to us that the sheriff does not want to talk about this me not want to talk about waco that's fine but there's got to be somebody who can say listen if i lived in lancaster and you you riled me up a few days ago by explaining that there's a sniper targeting law enforcement i would probably have a little kernel of poo in my pants we know a pellet rifle was recovered from one of the apartments according to the sheriff's office abc7 went and interviewed that person which means they're not in custody. Right. So if they believed that this person had the gun that shot at this deputy, don't you believe they would have that person in custody for shooting at said deputy? I would think so. But again, I'm not the sheriff. Now, I mentioned this earlier, and Morgan contacted the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and said, hey, uh, listen, we're on till 2. We would love it if uh, anywhere in there you could get Sheriff being away, but to give us a call, we'll throw him on the air right away and just answer questions about this. Not about all the other trash that he's been dealing with, but specifically about this incident where it was claimed that a 21-year-old deputy was shot. And the Sheriff's Department says to our Morgan. Okay, listen, this is where it gets thick. Well, the uniform and the, and the, the gun were sent away for testing and... You know, we're not going to be talking about it until the, the res- those results are in, which is weeks, which means the sheriff just wants everyone to forget about it right. and look the other way. And Morgan says, well, you're not going to talk about it uh, until then. And we're not going to get any more answers. And the sheriff's department says to Morgan, this isn't like in the movies when you get the testing back right away. Morgan's brilliant person. Can we not talk to her like that? I mean, thank God they told me or I would have called or back you, an hour later. Right. 
Well, and you would have used movies as an example, right? Right, You yes. would have called and said, wait a minute. In Law & Order, Mariska Hargitay always gets back to testing right away. Like 30 <sighs> minutes after, yeah. I saw once in NYPD Blue, they even arrested a guy without the criminalist reported. Listen, <laughs> I, this is so... Con- it's gotten to the point now where it's, it's, it's so questionable exactly what happened. And it's so condescending that the sheriff has not leveled with the people of the county. Just this, tell this is us. Ridiculous. Just tell us if this kid made a mistake. Just tell us if it doesn't add up and you're looking into it. Because I don't like the idea that there's somebody possibly out there taking aim at deputies that are protecting me and all of us every single day. And if that's not the case, then let us know. Are you- they said that they believe this was an isolated incident. Yeah. But how do you how do you know it's an isolated incident and you don't have somebody out there that is willy-nilly going to be targeting cops even if it is with a pellet gun, right? And, and if you know that that's not the case, let us know. Right. Well, th- there's two audiences I think that the sheriff has to address here. Number one is us, us being the public, the people who live in L.A. County and under the jurisdiction of the L.A. County sheriff if you believe that this happened and that there was somebody out there targeting law enforcement i want to know that yeah or as a as a taxpayer wait a minute we hired somebody who can't cut it get rid of them it's not it doesn't say anything bad about the uh, the sheriff's department it actually says something positive that my sheriff cares about who is going to be patrolling my neighborhood that there's integrity in that badge absolutely but the second audience the second audience is the rank and file of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. If the men and women who work in the Sheriff's Department think that that kid, that 21-year-old rookie deputy, can't cut it, you as the sheriff has to have a responsibility to those thousands of men and women to get rid of them. Right. And to call him out for what he did and to say we're not going to stand for this and we will not allow this to happen. Maybe he's a troubled kid. Spin it however you want. But you have to stand up for the men and women who are doing the job on a daily basis. This isn't going to go away. If the sheriff thinks that they can just tow that line of we're waiting until the ballistics tests are in, that's weeks away and you think it's just going to go away, it's not. Because I want to know if there's somebody brazen enough to shoot at a deputy in broad daylight because where did they stop then? Where would they stop? Nowhere. Does it get worse than shooting at a deputy in broad daylight? Oh, at, no. on sheriff's department property. No, it does not. Again, he's more than welcome to call in. Somebody in that communications office in the uh, sheriff's department is is welcome to. They've got their heads up their asses if they think this is the way to handle it. Is that too far? Well, you could argue that the sheriff has had his head up his ass about a couple of other things as well. So this wouldn't be. Uh, this wouldn't be too far off the course. A lot of him, head up the ass time. Man, it's dark up there. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got an update on the uh, Varsity Blues scandal. Oh, yeah. Trying to now pin the blame on USC. Listen, I'm not a fan of USC, but uh, this might be a stretch. Gary and Shannon will continue. <laughs> Don't forget, you can always follow us on social media at Gary and Shannon on Instagram, at Gary and Shannon on Twitter. In fact, it's uh, 
It's, it, fo- it's Follow Us is Friday. It, is it a Follow Us Friday? It is a Follow Us Friday, which that. means you follow us, we will follow you right back. Somebody on Twitter wrote to us, the uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department headquarters has become a scummy pond of liars and frauds under Villanueva. It's disgusting. Don't expect integrity from this jerk. I don't even... I, listen, integrity may be uh, too much to ask. Just answer a couple of very simple questions. Like, number one, was the deputy shot? That's question number one. Was he shot at? We know he wasn't shot because there is no breakage of the skin. But yet there is a entry hole and an exit hole in his uniform. I wouldn't even qualify it as that. I would just say hole. We're keeping our eye on the Dow right now. It is down 504. Of course, stocks sinking after the president said that U.S. companies are hereby ordered to find an alternative to doing business with China. This is following Beijing's latest tariff increase. Easier said than done. I want to hereby order something. What would you like to hereby order? A giant all-meat pizza from Roundtable. Do not Can I put say that, that on Twitter out and... loud and then expect me not to eat that hold on. pizza. Uh, hold on. I'm going to do that right now. I am literally going to type that in. To Twitter? I hereby, I hereby order... Get a, a large... Large all meat marvel. marvel. Let's see what happens. You never know. You put it out there, and sometimes the universe delivers. Never know. I got to make sure I tag Roundtable Pizza, though. Oh, yeah, do that. that I'll make sure. There it is at Roundtable Pizza. I hereby order a large. And then then do hashtag China or something. I, well, the. I hashtag I hereby order is already trending. Okay, perfect. So I'll do the hashtag I hereby order. Perfect. All right, done. We'll see what happens. We've got an update to the Varsity Blues scandal. There is a father who has been accused of fraud and bribery to get his daughter into USC. He has now subpoenaed the university for records detailing its admissions process and to what degree it is influenced by donations. Here's the problem. I don't think that's written down anywhere Mm, interesting how susceptible the university is to letting someone in because of how large a donation is i love the way it's described um the the rather opaque and increasingly selective admissions process at this school the university's response says uh very little about how in fact students were chosen The subpoena was actually received by the school back in July. Requests records related to how the university flags some of its applicants as VIP or special interest. They want records of the president's involvement in these designations, whether or not the president has its own sort of a rubber stamp on some of these. A database of donors and the percentage of applicants admitted within a year of their families donating 50 grand or more. This is a man named Robert Zangrillo. He's a Miami financier, and his daughter was admitted to USC in 2018. Her name is Amber. Prosecutors say Zangrillo paid 200 grand to Rick Singer, of course, that college admissions consultant in Newport Beach. And he also paid 50 grand to an account controlled by a USC administrator. He has pleaded not guilty to charges of fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering conspiracy. Uh, Donna Heinel as well. Donna Heinel was the one who actually steered this 
guy's daughter into the school, and she's already been charged as well. And I'm curious to know where this stops. Remember, the original response from USC was, well, gosh, we're victims here as well. We didn't know that Rick Singer was perpetrating this giant fraud upon us. Well, Deborah Wong Yang is a former U.S. attorney in L.A., and USC has retained her to argue for them. And she filed a motion yesterday, and she says that the records that this guy is looking for are is looking for are not relevant to the circumstances of his daughter's admission. Nor, she said, are they relevant to his state of mind during his daughter's college admissions process. I agree with that argument. I mean, I agree. Yes, it's I don't think it has any direct bearing on the case that he's talking about, but it's a giant. I mean, to use USC's version of language, it's a giant fishing expedition. But imagine if, in fact, it gets out that, hey, all you have to do is uh, is plug the right wallet hole with the right amount of thousands of dollars and there you go you get your kid in looks like amber was another rower uh one of singer's employees <laughs> took online classes for her including an art history course in which she had received an f she applies to usc in 2018 as a transfer student her application said she rode an average of 44 hours a week 15 weeks a year prosecutor said she had never rode competitively now she hasn't been charged with a crime and she is currently enrolled at sc amazing Amazing. All you still right. got that uh, that uh, Chico State sticker in your car? I do. <laughs> and it's the thing is, people, you make fun of, fine. I don't care. You want to hold your, wave your USC diploma in my face? That's fine. I don't have a taint. I'm proud of Chico State. I don't have a taint on my diploma. No. It might have a little spilled beer on it, but it doesn't have any... I didn't spend tens of thousands of dollars to get my dumb kid in there. We told you yesterday about the Nigerian princes and the big crackdown on these people. 80 people indicted in an international Nigerian email scam. One of the angles was not that there was a Nigerian stuck at a space station for 14 years and needed money to come back. Uh, We've got the romance angle to tell you about. We'll do that when we return. Gary and Shannon will continue. Shannon, KFI AM 640, the Dow down 510 points right now. The president came out, come out hot this morning, uh, upset about China's announcement that they are going to impose more tariffs on us starting September 1st. The president said that he would uh, announce some sort of a retaliation later today, but we don't know exactly what that will be. Uh, keep an eye on it, but that has dragged down Wall Street. There's also the... Uh, ongoing argument between he and uh, the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, about whether or not interest rates should be where they are. Followed the story, of course, out of Lancaster and trying to get answers from uh, from the L.A. County Sheriff about what happened with that deputy that they said was shot. And uh, the more evidence uh, that we see, it appears that he wasn't shot and, in fact, may have made up this whole story. Despite the uh, giant response that we saw on Wednesday, 
And the sheriff isn't answering questions. Sheriff's communications office told us it's not like in the movies. So uh, should be all quite offended at that. Are you ready for a love story? Uh, is it like a sexy love story or is it like, no. oh. It's a love story that doesn't end well. The dirty love story. It was March 2016 when a man claiming to be a U.S. Army captain stationed in Syria reached out to a Japanese woman. It was an international site where he reached out to her and he wanted to be digital pen pals because he was lonely <laughs> and she was lonely. And so pen pals they became. And within weeks, their relationship grew into an internet romance with the man sending daily emails in English that she translated via Google. The man called himself Terry Garcia. And through the course of the romance, he had fallen on hard times. He needed money. And he mentioned it to his Japanese lady friend, identified only as FK. Over 10 months, FK sent Terry Garcia $200,000. Now, she was not a wealthy woman. She had to borrow from her friends, her ex-husband, and other relatives, all to keep her love interest happy. In reality, Teddy Garcia never existed. It was part of this international online scam run by two Nigerian men in the L.A. area with the help of associates back in Nigeria and in other countries. They were caught up in this indictment. Prosecutors charged 80 people yesterday, mostly Nigerians, in this widespread conspiracy that defrauded at least six million from businesses and vulnerable elderly women. Now, the whirlwind romance between FK and Terry Garcia was all conducted on a Yahoo email address with no phone calls. Garcia told FK he wasn't allowed to use a phone in Syria. How did the demands for money start, you ask? How did the demands for money start? They started after he told her he'd found a bag of diamonds in Syria (laughs) and needed her help to smuggle it out. He said he was injured and he couldn't do it himself. He introduced her to associates he said would help facilitate the transfer. One he said was a Red Cross diplomat who could get the diamonds shipped to her. Shortly after, a man who claimed to work for a shipping company asked FK for the money to ensure the package was not inspected at customs. Requests for additional money kept coming, with the fraudsters citing different reasons each time on why the package was stuck at customs. She estimates that she made 35 to 40 payments over the 10 months that she had this relationship with Terry Garcia. And that during this time, the fraudsters emailed her as many as 10 to 15 times a day. The loss of the money has left her feeling angry and depressed. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, is there so? Okay, you said $6 million was the number, right? That, that uh, they've scammed Americans out of at least $6 million. Yeah. <clears throat> they found schemes that totaled $40 million in attempted theft. How much of that should just be separated from its owners anyway? Like uh, Darwinism type of a thing? And I'm not saying, I mean, it hurts my heart that some of the people who are taken advantage of are elderly and are just willing to trust people or people who are just lonely. They're like good-hearted people that believe the good in everybody, which is why I like to go through life believing the worst. Um, 
but not everybody's blessed with your intelligence. No, I don't even. It's you know, there are even, some people that are super naive and they don't think that this would be a possibility. Hmm. They're not as cynical. They haven't worked in news for 25 years. I guess that's that's probably it. You know, we know that the world is full of apples. and Well, along those same lines, by the way, uh, of people using romance to scam people out of money, sextortion scams are back in the news. Oh, yeah, they're making a comeback. We'll describe those and explain how you might be able to avoid them in the future. Well, let me uh, also give a PSA really quick. If you get an email from a guy who claims to have found a bag in diamonds in Syria, I just hit delete right away. Doesn't require a reply. You sure? The chances are you're not going to see the money from those diamonds. All right? So just hit delete and move on with your day. But what if he needs help? We'll do more PSAs when we come back. Find somebody in your neighborhood to help. Gary and Shannon will... America first. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 and on the iHeartRadio app. Our flashback Friday year is, well, it's all Rolling Stones because they return tonight again to the Hollywood Bowl for another stellar show, I'm imagining. Hollywood Bowl or Rose Bowl? What did I say? You said Hollywood Bowl. Gosh darn it. You said the the guy died at 79 degrees. I am still high from last night and I didn't purposefully... Well, Let's everybody everybody but me was getting high at the Rose Bowl. What? I mean, it was the thickest pot smoke I've ever I've ever taken in at a concert. Hmm. Seriously, everybody, <laughs> every single person. It was insane. So, I get a pass today. Breaking news, it looks like Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg underwent treatment for a tumor on her pancreas. She did three weeks of radiation for, they say, a localized malignant tumor. And reportedly, there is no evidence of disease elsewhere in her body. Although if there was, we wouldn't know about it. Is this her third time being treated for cancer, I think? Yeah, at least. That's crazy. Sextortion is back. There was a lull, they say, at the beginning of uh, the beginning of the year. But the internet security firm Malwarebytes says sextortion is coming back, and it's coming back big. Basic template of it is like this: Your account is hacked. We have video proof of you watching porn or something, and we demand that you pay us in Bitcoin, or we're going to release the video of you watching porn to the public. Now, imagine, if you will. You're sitting in the privacy of your own porn room. I don't know, whatever that looks like, on your laptop, <laughs> and you got your little camera on the laptop, and they know what you're looking at, and they know what you're doing. Uh, doing. In one scheme highlighted by malware bites, the extortionist gives the victim two days to make a payment in Bitcoin, the equivalent of about $1,000. The bad guy claims to be monitoring the victim, resorting to ruses such as saying they are using a code that collects user interactions from websites for advertising purposes to monitor the victim. (laughs) 
and they're able to convince these victims that they have the goods on them by maybe saying, hey, I got your username and password. I even have your address. I even have a list of uh, websites that you've been to. There was a surge in Internet extortion last year. The FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center received more than 50,000 extortion-related complaints with losses of over $83 million. Sure. I had a question before you just said something. Mm. And my question was this. For dudes, like, does it really bother you if you know that, that people know that you look at porn? But then you said... They see. They know what you're watching. They know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, that what that's what makes sense to the tune of eighty three million dollars. Well, listen, who wants- I'm I may not be the go to guy when it comes to uh, people viewing porn, but I can't imagine that you're sitting there. Uh, I don't know, with a steak dinner in front of you on a beautiful new china, uh, the beautiful new china that your wife just purchased. And you have like a napkin tucked into your shirt, and you're just delicately eating a steak with some uh, asparagus Maybe spears some on the side. Maybe some ajou. Oh, beautiful ajou right there. Mm-hmm. And then a, just a glass of Pinot, a, Pinot a, Noir. Uh, I would have gone. Cab? I would have gone Merlot. Oh, but you, you know me. I, yeah, that's you're, kind a, of, you're they, a Merlot. And you person. just and this is and in the background you just hear the sounds of what would be some sort of a uh, Bach. You know, no, I wouldn't say Bach. I'd say something with a heavy bass line. Yeah, we're yeah, they're getting it on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. taking but you're not doing anything. bites of your yeah, medium you just, rare piece of meat. It's like you're watching a TED talk, perhaps. But it's not. But it's not a TED talk. No, people don't do that when they're watching that. No, do what they? do they do? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, you asked. I know. I was just well, hoping you would you- use your words oh. to describe it. <laughs> you didn't. You have you a thought. million different ways to describe what they're doing. Punching the bishop? That's one of them. Okay, well, that's what they're doing. And that's the concern is that or that's how they're going to make money is nobody wants that picture of them. God, no. Because what, here's the other thing. What if it's like something weird? Oh, like, like what if uh, it's a site an- that's- anime or something? Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say animal. Like oh, a, that's not good either. Also a thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. I, I, listen, I'm sure there's the Cheesecake Factory menu of things. I, uh, I'm, I'm worried about a couple of things. Number one, I heard John earlier in the week say he tried to get on the dark web. Or I should say this. He's, he said he researched how to get on the dark web. Not that he was going he just wanted to know where the door was, right? He wasn't even going to open it. He just wanted to know where the door was. You better have a good reason for bringing John up during a discussion about porn. Well, you also said that you were interested in how to get onto the dark web. Well, yeah, because I was trying to find that eunuch website. The one that was in the news. Okay, but that's like saying, um, I was only robbing the bank because I wanted to look at the new $100 bill. Gary, it's called journalism. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt Lauer. Edward R. Murrow, I prefer. Oh, he okay. never locked anyone in his office that I know of. That you know of. Times were different then. We'll talk trending when we come back to Gary and Shannon.
Gary and Shannon. On this Friday, August 23rd, we'll get to our trending stories here in a moment. Also, Swamp Watch at the uh, bottom of the hour and talk about what's going on in uh, Washington, D.C. Blake has a love letter he's got to read to uh, Seth Moulton, who just decided to drop out of the race. So that'll come up at uh, sometime in the uh, 1230, 1250 segment. Did you know his mom's name is Lynn? Why do you know Seth Moulton's mom's name? Uh, we Google him. Pops up okay, right well, there. I, that's the right answer. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a, a better answer. That's a fun fact that I can't wait to hear more about yeah. in your love letter. Uh, also, a very special edition of the nine news nuggets you need to know coming up today. Because we're not going to do the normal news nuggets. We're going to do some Burning Man nuggets. I love it. Because uh, Burning Man is this weekend. Also, Players Weekend. Did you know that? Uh, for Major League Baseball. The special uniforms and special names on the uniforms, etc. We'll talk about that when we do our hot sports takes in a few minutes. What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Taking a look at Wall Street, Dow down 538. The nation's largest retail trade group says that it would be unrealistic for U.S. retailers to exit China. That, of course, was in response to President Trump's call today for U.S. businesses with operations in China to look for alternatives as the trade tensions continue. That was the National Retail Federation that said that um, this is going to be a problem. Members have been diversifying their supply chains for years, but finding alternatives to China uh, would be very costly and it would take years. Billionaire industrialist David Koch, uh, he and his brother, well, they were known as the Koch brothers. Uh, David Koch has died at the age of 79. David Koch, New York City guy, Libertarian Party's vice presidential candidate in 1980. He was a generous donor to conservative political causes, as well as let's not forget about the one point three billion dollars with a B to charity that he donated over the years. I think they made uh, they they came to prominence <clears throat> most recently when they spent a lot of money to fight President Obama's uh, Affordable Care Act. They did not put money into the president's campaign, but some say they worked the back channels. They were credited for the development of the Tea Party fixture on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Democrats hate the Koch brothers. They see them as dark forces, the the embodiment of capitalism and corporate money in American politics. There's a strange story about vaping that's been going around the last few days about a mysterious and serious lung disease that may be tied to vaping. The Illinois Department of Public Health says they had a patient, very generic, between the ages of 17 and 38 who had been hospitalized after getting ill after vaping. And they said that this may be connected. There's a severe respiratory illness that's been contracted in several um, several people nationwide. It looks like it's about 150 they have diagnosed cases. But that the uh, they're not certain as to what it is or if this, in fact, is what killed the guy. We have a traffic study, and it will not surprise you here with the country's worst traffic in a lot of spots. New research found drivers waste an average of 119 hours each year in rush hour delays. I felt like I I felt like 19 of those hours were done this week. Absolutely. The first week back for L.A. Unified means you're going to be in your car for two and a half days. Little darlings. The little darlings. Um, uh, Sorry, D23, not E23. D23 starts up today in Anaheim, the D23 Expo. All of the huge Disney fans that meet down in Anaheim, one of the things they're doing this year 
is they are kicking off the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, it's supposed to launch in November, but they are getting people to sign up early. You get twenty three dollars <laughs> off the annual fee of seventy bucks, and when you think about it, seventy bucks for a year of a uh, streaming service like this is going to be it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Um, but this Disney Plus is now the the latest jumping into the streaming service atmosphere. Are you so excited for it? I see you doing nothing but going home and watching Disney Plus for hours. You That's going to be one I don't subscribe. You to. could perfect more songs, more voices. Yeah, no. No. I don't know what you think I do at home, but that's not it. Well, it's just that whenever we play songs from, let's just say, Beauty and the Beast or, right. or Aladdin, yes. you seem to know most of the of the lyrics. Yes. But my practice time is over. It's all up in here. It ain't going to get any better. Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? A girl who has everything. See? Come on. I love it when you sing with yourself. Nailed it. Well, did you see about the Apple credit card? The Apple credit card has started to roll out in the United States, and Apple has issued a directive for how to care for your new credit card. Apple has warned that storing it against leather or denim is a bad idea. I'll ask you something. You have a credit card or credit cards. If they are not in your leather wallet or your denim pocket, where are said leather or where are said credit cards? I don't know. They're always touching denim or leather, isn't that right? Yeah. So what the hell is Apple doing? <laughs> it, well, it's not going to ruin the card. It's just going to discolor it. That's the that's the key. It's not going to you know rub the m- magnetic band off of it or anything. Uh, can you believe it's been ten years? Since Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift. Yeah, and some of the details about what we didn't see are coming out today about how Pink stormed over to Kanye in the commercial break and was seen just shouting at him. And about how Beyonce was seen backstage crying to her father over the whole thing. Because remember, Taylor was receiving an award for best video. Yes. Kanye storms the stage and says... Give me the microphone, Taylor. He takes the microphone from her. And she's like, what, 17 or 18 at the time? Probably yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe not even 18. And she uh, and he says, well, Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. I'm just going to say that. And then he gives her it to her back. And then when Beyonce won for uh, Song of the Year or whatever, she gave Taylor her time to do her speech uninterrupted. Uninter- well, I mean, there are classy people in this world. And then there are Kanye. I know that you listened to Taylor's new album, Lover, the whole way into work today. Funny you should mention that. No, I did not. You did not? I did not. I mean, I don't mind her stuff, I suppose. That's just not my go-to, no. Does your daughter like Taylor Swift? Meh, you know. If it's catchy. Yeah. but She She doesn't get into the deep cuts? No, and I don't think if I asked her this afternoon uh, if she listened to it, she would say yes. I There's only two or three singles that were released early, so she may have heard those, but I don't think there's anything. I mean, I listened to it because I knew it was trending. It was high up on the, uh, what do you call it, the billboard list. But what, Lover, is that what the latest single was that came out? Yes. Um, so other than that, no. I thought it was uh, pretty funny that this was the moment, according to uh, the grapevine, this was the moment that one MTV staffer truly realized the impact that Twitter could have on award shows. 
Uh, your Twitter timeline was in chronological order at the time, of course. So when a moment happened, everyone talked about it, and you couldn't ignore it. And fan took, fans took sides immediately. Sort of a the first gigantic explosion of uh, comments that came from uh, from Twitter. I love that the NFL wants to take games out of this country, you know, Mexico City or Canada. But you know what the NFL should figure out is if the fields are ready for play. Last night was another example of a field that was not ready for an NFL game, just like we saw in Mexico City last year. Just like we were supposed to see in Mexico City. Right. They didn't even know playing They did not. Whose job is it to do the uh, scouting report on the field? There's got to be a guy, right? There's got to be a guy. Well, he needs to be taken off the, the job. Hot oh, sports takes. Also, we're going to get into the players' weekend. Uh, the baseball uniforms, you're going to see this starting today, I think it is. All through the weekend are pretty crazy. And I think the Chargers are wearing their powder blues on Saturday. Are they really? Tomorrow, Tomorrow night? Yeah. Gary and Channel will continue in a moment. Watch what Mr. Puppet's going to do to you. Mr. Puppet's going to do what I want to do. John and Ken. That's really oh, sick. No. Weekdays 2 to uh, 6 Blake, on if, KFI. Um, if I ever hear That's a nightmare. that again, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to apologize to Pam because I can never hear that again. I didn't play it. I, and I also want to save everybody else who heard that. We apologize. That won't happen again on our watch. This is... This is especially concerning. I've been having really weirdly vivid dreams this week. I'm not going to tell you what they were because you don't care anyway. Because I hate, everybody hates it when people talk. But they've just been really vivid. Mm. And they involve things that happen earlier in the day. Like I replay parts of the day in my brain for some reason. I'm terrified that that is going to come back. And John's puppet voice telling him, telling me what he's going to do to me by showing me on the puppet. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh, play the sports thing, Blake, please. Oh, God. Terrifying. That's what Mr. Puppet's going to do. Oh! Wow. Touchdown. Three-point shot. Home run. Hat trick. Something from <laughs> golf. Uppercut. All gas, no brakes. It's time for Gary and Shannon's Hot Sports Takes. It's also a Follow Us Friday. You follow us on Instagram at Gary and Shannon. We follow you right back, Twitter as well. Well, your Raiders went to Winnipeg, Manitoba for a game against the Green Bay Packers last night. Packers. They were using a field that the Canadian Football League uses. Now, the Canadian Football League uses a 110-yard field, if I'm not mistaken. So they had to remove the goalposts where the... Canadian Football League has them. Which is not in the end of the end zone. It is not. It's like smack in the middle. Right. So that was going to interfere with the end zone in the NFL game. So they're looking at the field in these massive holes from the goalposts. And they said, we can't do this. So they shortened the field to 80 yards. Eh, why not? It's preseason. But they've got to get it together oh when they're taking these games on the road to other countries. This is... This is ridiculous that nobody can figure that out. When they put together, when Major League Baseball put together the baseball stadium in Wembley, was it Wembley? No, it was the uh, the stadium in London where they they did the games of the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's probably Wembley. I don't they think did, it was Wembley. Was no, that's else? where they yeah. do most of the stuff there. I know, which is which is what I would why I thought of it. But I know they played football in Wembley. Obviously, the American football in Wembley. Those those fields look fantastic and spectacular. Did somebody just assume, hey, they play football in Canada, we can use their field for a night? 
They ran into this problem in Mexico City, like you mentioned, last year when the Rams were supposed to play the Saints. And that field, after a Shakira concert or whatever it was, the field was torn up. And they thought it was going to be a danger to the to the uh, to the guys on the field, so they moved the field. They moved the entire game back here to L.A. You hear Gruden being all tough though. He's like, "Wasn't a problem for us. That's a Packers coach who didn't want to play on that field." Yes, he L- said he had no problem with it. <laughs> London Stadium. It was London Stadium. Yes. Got it. Okay. Hey, uh, this weekend is also. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, really quick, I yeah. wanted to do an Antonio Brown note because there was news just this morning that Antonio Brown has had his grievance heard regarding his helmet that he wants to use. If you missed the news, Antonio Brown is the star for the Raiders. He froze his feet off in cryotherapy um, in France. He didn't put on the right booties or whatever. And then now he's trying to grow new skin on his feet so that he can make the cuts and have the speed that he needs to have to continue being a star. And now his beef is with his helmet. He wants to wear his old helmet, but the NFL says you can't wear a helmet that's 10 years old. So... He goes before the board. He has his helmet grievance heard today, and their board is expected to make a decision by early next week. He did go with the Raiders to Winnipeg. He did not play, but he was there, and Gruden says he appears to be running like normal, and he is recovering from those frostbite-like burns on both feet. He's not going to have any snaps in exhibition play, I would imagine. No. We're getting getting past that. Anybody who is uh, already on the team... It's not going to be playing preseason for anybody. Uh, Blake, I have a quick guess go around to get into, if you don't mind. Uh, this is Players Weekend for Major League Baseball. Where they do the special thing they've done for a couple of years now. I love it. Uh, alternative uniforms. And they allow the players to come up with whatever name they want on the back of their jersey. This year, they're allowing emojis as well, which should be Of course fun. they are. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions. This is for the Dodgers this weekend. Um, they are playing in all white uniforms. It's either all white uniforms or all black uniforms. And the home team for each series gets to determine which color they choose. So the Dodgers this this week are be all white uniforms. I'm going to read to you the nickname. You tell me which player it is. We'll start with the easy ones. Blake Belly. Mm. Cody Bellinger. Yes. That was a tough one. Morgan, ready? I should have gotten that one, that's for sure. Kirsch. <laughs> Oh, Crenshaw. Yes. <laughs> Crenshaw Very Boulevard. Kershaw. Carl Crenshaw will be wearing the <laughs> Kershaw. <laughs> uh, sh- Amy. Uh-huh. Kike. Hernandez. Yes, Enrique Hernandez. Uh, Shannon. Kenley Fornia. Kenley Jansen. This second round is much tougher. Blake, are you ready? Sure. La Mula, which means the mule in Spanish. Oof. Is it Baez? Yes, Pedro Baez. Congratulations. Very nice. Um, <laughs> are you ready? No. Morgan, 909. 909. Oh, is that the new nickname we have for the cops? No, no, we're looking for a baseball player. Oh. Who's from the 909? 909. Oh, um, um, um. Oh, that you can't tell her. You can't her. cheat, Blake. Yeah. Joe Powers? Close. Joe Kelly. <laughs> oh, I didn't read his lips right. Joe he's Powers. from Riverside County, so he's from the 909. Uh, Amy, Big Red. Justin Turner. No, but that's a good guess. It's that pitcher with the red hair. That's Dustin right. May. Dustin May. I call him Malachi. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon? Yes? Who will be wearing the crown emoji as his name for Players Weekend on your Los Angeles Dodgers? Max Muncy. 
No, he is going by Funky Muncie. Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> How silly of me. Who is going crown emoji as his last name? Uh, Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson is correct! Yeah! Somebody called him at some point the king, and that was his nickname. I so, love it. Um, that's that, What would fun. your nickname be? I don't know. No? I have not been so blessed as to play a Major League Baseball game, so therefore, I don't get to choose. Coming up next, Swamp Watch. We'll dive into all things Washington. news this afternoon that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been treated again for cancer, that she just completed three weeks of radiation treatment. The radiation therapy was in in regards to a localized cancerous tumor that was discovered on her pancreas. So they put a stent in and did the uh, radiation treatment. They said that further tests showed no evidence of disease elsewhere in her body. This is just months after she was operated on for lung cancer last December. She's been treated for cancer in various forms over the past 20 years. Hmm. We've also uh, been following the story out of Lancaster from Wednesday where a sheriff's deputy said he was shot. But uh, the frustrating part is the more and more we learn about it, the less and less it looks like he was actually shot. And there is a chance now that this 21-year-old rookie deputy may have made up the story. The problem here is that the sheriff's department won't say a word. We've contacted the communications office. They actually talked to producer Morgan today, I should say. They talked down to producer Morgan today. And said, well, this isn't like the movies. We're not going to get the ballistics back that quickly. Listen, the ballistics. We don't need the ballistics. Tell us what happened. Was it a prank? Did this kid make a mistake? What's the story? Because the alternative is that we have somebody who's going to take a shot at a cop in broad daylight. And that's not somebody that I want free in L.A. County. So I'd rather it be something that was a mistake or a prank or something like that than knowing that somebody is free that's going to that's going to shoot at a deputy even if it was a pellet gun. Yeah, that's a great point. Even if it was a pellet gun from across the street in this apartment building firing on a deputy while he walked to his car in the parking lot of the sheriff's department station there in Lancaster. But in this situation, the sheriff has been tight-lipped, not saying a word. He wants to come out and hold news conferences blasting the the board of supervisors, but he can't even keep his own house in order, it sounds like. All right, let's dive into Washington. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. I may or may not have asked on Twitter what your Jersey nickname should be. And we're already getting some. I got it. All I saw was the replies. I didn't see what the question was. Yes. Uh, Our our buddy Keith, uh, Sharon at the OC Register, said, she hate me. Oh, that's good. It's an homage. Uh, Homage to the old XFL. Yeah. 
Monica Ricks says it should be nips. Oh. Because you do show your nipples quite a bit. Oh, oh, this is mine? Yeah, that's your nickname. Okay. Stocks have been slumping today. They're now down. uh, The Dow Jones Industrial Average now down more than 600 points. China said it was going to impose some retaliatory tariffs on more products. The United States, the president vowed to respond a little bit earlier today. So we're down 617 points at 25,634 on the Dow. When it comes to exactly what response the president has, we're not entirely certain. But, oh, let me turn that up because I think it's very funny. What do you think he just tweeted? Sit back, relax, and enjoy my tweets. All right, he tweeted this morning, Our country has lost, stupidly, trillions of dollars with China over many years. They have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and they want to continue. I won't let that happen. We don't need China, and frankly, would be far better off without them. The vast amounts of money made uh, made and stolen by China from the United States year after year for decades will and must stop. Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. I'll be responding to China's tariffs this afternoon. This is a great opportunity for the United States. Also, I am ordering all carriers, including FedEx, Amazon, UPS, and Post Office, to search for and refuse all deliveries of fentanyl from China or anywhere else. Fentanyl kills. That's how he ended it couple things first of all i hereby order has been trending on twitter as a result of this and i hereby ordered a pizza from roundtable and haven't gotten any response back um also uh we have not yet heard what the response will be he did say that he was going to have some sort of a response by this afternoon but we have not yet seen exactly what it is so the timing of this is remarkable according to john brady who's a managing director it's a rj o'brien and associates It puts tariffs front and center on a very important day for the markets because of the speech this morning by Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, about the future of interest rate policies. So the the stocks actually went up this morning after Jerome Powell spoke and then took a dive immediately after the president tweeted that. So this is going to be an an odd and potentially incredibly um, volatile few weeks on the market. All right, player's choice. Do you want to hear about who may launch a run against Trump, or do you want to hear about a government worker behaving badly on the job? Oh, man. Is he in D.C.? Yes, sir. Let's do D.C. then. Okay. A former General Services Administration manager apparently had sex with a White House staffer on the rooftop of the GSA's headquarters after the two got into the cups into his office. You can't do that? Apparently not. Administrator Brennan Hart admitted to investigators that he escorted a White House staffer into the GSA's central office and made drinks for himself and the unidentified worker with vodka he kept at his desk. He said that their sexual activity began in the administrator suite area and culminated with a sex act on the rooftop of the central office. You can't do that. Uh, Well, he stopped and then said, let's go to the roof. Yeah, I guess somebody had that bright idea. (laughs) Ever done it on a roof? The name of the White House staffer was redacted from this report. Um, 
The staffer declined to be interviewed by GSA inspectors, the General Services Administration, saying that any meeting would need to first be approved by White House counsel. Uh, This guy was fired just a couple of weeks after admitting to the sexy drinking time on the job and confessed to imbibing in the office with colleagues, including the former acting GSA administrator. So this guy was known as the guy with the vodka in his his, uh, fridge in the office. All right, coming up next, we'll tell you who may run against Trump, and we'll also hear from Blake, one of his... 2020 fantasy players has dropped out of the race. His mm. goodbye letter after the break. Sad day. Sad, very sad. It's some Kleenex ready, people. Blake brings it. Darian Shannon, KFI AM 640. We are going to get all the latest on China and the trade war that is affecting Wall Street today when we go live to Capitol Hill coming up after Amy's news at the top of the hour. Also a very special nine news nuggets you need to know coming up at uh, 1.30 because Burning Man is this weekend. We've said many times how big of fans we are of uh, the annual festival out in the middle of the desert. Well, would we say that we were fans or were fans of talking about the hijinks that go on out there? Oh, the hijinks. All the hijinks and all the sand in your craw. Mmm. Can't wait. Joe Walsh says that he may be challenging the president in a Republican primary. Conservative radio host Joe Walsh. He says, I'm strongly, strongly considering it. I'm not trying to be cute or coy, he says. I told you before, if someone's going to get in there and go after him, it's got to get done soon. This is not Joe Wilson, right? Joe Wilson was the guy who screamed out, you lie. No, Joe Walsh was an Illinois congressman at one point. He was elected in 2010 as part of the Tea Party movement. Mm. He said he voted for Trump in 2016 only because Trump wasn't Hillary. And he did this song, too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, different guy. You sure? Yeah. Hmm. When asked when he'll decide on whether to challenge Trump, he said, well, Labor Day is in what, a week? If you want to get in, you got to get in within the next week or so. He says the only way you primary Donald Trump and beat him is to expose him for the con man he is. Oh. Well, in that case, uh, he's going to, if he does get in, he's also going to deal with Bill Weld, the guy who ran with Gary Johnson last time around. Well, self, self, Seth Moulton, I can't even say the guy's name. Oh, I have a Seth Moulton, Donald Trump stock market tie, tied together. Tell can me I, more. Can I do this? Yeah, do it. On Twitter, just earlier this hour, President Trump said uh, one of the... Uh, the Dow is down 573 points, perhaps on the news that Representative Seth Moulton, whoever that may be, has dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Wow. That's a shot. 
Furthermore, it's all about uh, your fight with the Chinese. Yeah, why? Why do you have to go after poor Seth Moulton? Why would you joke about that? Right. I don't understand why are you that. joking about the, the, the Dow being down more than 600? I guess it's not his money. He's not worried about it. Well, Blake, it's time we talk. You have now officially lost one of the members of your presidential election fantasy league team. Indeed, I have. What we did is we had a draft where we all drafted different people who are running in 2020 on the Democratic side of the aisle. And each time one of them drops out, it is up to the team owner to issue a goodbye letter. Blake owns or owned Congressman Seth Moulton. And Blake, it's your turn now. Yes. Take it away. Give us your goodbye letter to Congressman Seth Moulton. Dear Congressman Mr. Moulton. Just let him do his letter. Sorry. Thank you for trying. (laughs) Tens of people were counting on you. Tens of people. (laughs) To make a difference for this country. Honestly, I had no idea who you were. I still don't really know who you are. But I too thank you for helping me complete my presidential election fantasy team. You weren't my last pick, so that's saying something. (laughs) The suburbs of North Boston need you, sir. They need their super Seth back. So turn your attention back to your congressional re-election. Go do the work of the people. You're a man of the people. It appears that the people aren't totally aware of this, though, as you (laughs) didn't register in any national or statewide polls. (laughs) Nor did you have enough financial support to qualify for any of the debates. So maybe start there. Get out there and tell the people about Seth Wilbur Moulton. See you in 2024. Question mark? That was really good. Yeah, well done. Thank good you. job, Blake. Uh, I do like the fact that he never registered in any of the 39 qualifying polls used by the Democratic National Committee. I'm honestly surprised that he stayed in this long. What, wouldn't you think after the first 20? Yeah. You'd be like, well, I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, I'm done here. I'm going to pack this in. But we do thank him for his service. Marine veteran. Um, three tours in Iraq. I think, uh, sorry, four tours in Iraq. Gosh. Dow down 725 points. Man, uh, watch this. I think it goes another 100 in the few minutes that we have left of trading. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another 800-point down, 800-point uh, day. All right, we will go live to Capitol Hill when we come back and get all the latest on what is causing this huge downturn on Wall Street. It is the fight between the administration and China, where we stand, what is planned, and how it's going to affect you when we come back. To Gary and Shannon. Watch it. Shannon. AFI AM 640. Speaking of the Rolling Stones, by the way, did you know there's a Rolling Stones rock on Mars now? I do. Robert Downey Jr. took to the stage last night at the Rose Bowl to tell everybody all about it. They said that they named this little rock after the InSight robotic lander captured it rolling across the surface of Mars. And made this uh, new moniker public, and I guess Mick Jagger came out and said something along the lines. He was very happy that it was uh, that this is something they've dreamed about all their lives to have a rock named after their band, a rock on Mars. 
Coming he said up. it gave him a lot of satisfaction. Oh, he did not say that. You've mm. been Lord. waiting all day for that. Good Lord. <laughs> Coming up next, Nevada County is declaring an emergency ahead of the Storm Area 51 alien-related events. We'll tell you where those stand. Big news today, though, the stock market down 623. This is why I don't do stocks. Remember I said they were going to drop another 100 points? Yeah. They made it all back. I mean, not all of it, but the Dow was down to close the day 623 points, about this, two, two and a third percent. This is all reaction to the administration's ongoing beef with China, which just got worse. Explaining it all, breaking it down for us is Mona Kosar-Abdi. From Capitol Hill and ABC News. Mona, thanks for your time. Of course. You're uh, right. I mean, it's the East Coast, West Coast thing all over again. Except it, this time it's with China. <laughs> yeah, is, is it going to be as simple as we're just going to see these, you know, this retaliation for the retaliation? China announcing uh, what amounts to late tonight, China time, Beijing time, mm-hmm. that they're going to impose these these tariffs on their imports from the United States. The same date, I think it's significant, that we had announced we would do that, and then the president pushed mm-hmm. those back. They're definitely retaliatory tariffs, and what's interesting about this is um – as you know, talk of a looming recession, there were reports of a looming recession. There were talks that uh, the White House was considering scaling back on the trade war, uh, but this is escalating it to new heights. You have uh, not only the retaliatory tariffs that China announced that they were going to impose 70, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, tariffs on $75 billion worth of U.S. goods, but now you have the president saying that uh, he's calling on U.S. companies to stop doing business with China altogether. He says our great American companies are hereby ordered immediately to start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home. And so that is sure to uh, further uh, add to the tensions between the U.S. and China. Um, Of course, the White House doesn't have any kind of authority to give such directives, but um, it definitely puts the U.S. business community in uh, a complicated space as well. What has been the reaction from the business community about this demand? Well, a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of pushback from U.S. Uh, businesses. They say that cutting off China would not only hurt them, but would hurt the U.S. economy. Uh, the National Retail Federation also said that it's unrealistic for American retailers to move out of the second uh, world's second largest economy. Uh, what's interesting about this is the president has, uh, for a long time now, thrown out the reason uh, he he's gonna, he's the one to take on China, uh, and it's time that U.S. businesses, whether it's the trade war with China or the trade war with Mexico, he always says that it's time. For for U.S. businesses to bring uh, manufacturing and uh, produce products here in the United States. But uh, what's interesting about that is it takes a long time to develop that infrastructure. It's not something that can happen overnight. And so that leads a lot to the uncertainty. And you had today the Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell say that um, the president's economic standoff with China is contributing to the increasing evidence of a global economic slowdown. Even though the White House uh, has long denied that there's a looming recession, the president says that it's just a ploy to stop him from getting reelected. Uh, you have the Federal Reserve Chair saying, yes, uh, there is increasing evidence of uh, global economic slowdown and the trade war is contributing to it. So Jay Powell makes that speech uh, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming Mm -hmm. today. The stock market actually responded positively, and there was a lot more trading, Mm -hmm. and it was positive. The president tweeted in response to that, and the bottom falls out from it. What's the what's the is it just the simple mechanism that the president speaks that uh, that we're seeing so many people? I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the president's tweet 
can mm-hmm. do so much damage to people's confidence that the Dow drops 600 points. Right. Uh, because of this, a lot of the uncertainty uh, over what's going on between the U.S. and China. And so every time uh, the president uh, adds fuel to the fire regarding uh, the ongoing issues with China, the, you see the markets reacting. Um, you mentioned that Jay Powell's speech had uh, positive reception. That's because he once again pledged that he would uh, act as appropriate to sustain economic expansion. But uh, I think what the president was upset about and uh, even asked the question on Twitter of who's worse, him or the, the Chinese president, uh, is because that Powell offered no clear hint on further rate cuts. And we, we've seen for the last two weeks the president continuously pressure him uh, to further lower interest rates. Um, and it didn't seem that uh, Jay Powell indicated one way or another if he would. Allison Winters is a senior policy fellow at Americans for Prosperity and is a conservative group. And she said that this instruction for U.S. businesses to leave China was stunning, that she was completely Mm -hmm. surprised by it. And she cited tremendous concern among lawmakers, congressional Republicans specifically on Capitol Hill about this ongoing trade war. Right. Uh, It's it's definitely um, in the cross hairs is um, U.S. businesses, and eventually it will trickle trickle down to U.S. consumers. And even um, when the president had or threatened to uh, impose tariffs onto Mexico, when that whole uh, ordeal was going on, a lot of the pushback was coming from Republicans as well, who knew that if the president did. Uh, uh, impose tariffs on on Mexican goods that it would eventually be felt by U.S. consumers and their constituents would um, demand answers as well. And so this is why uh, it's tricky a tricky field to navigate. Um, and what's also interesting in this too is that the president also ordered FedEx, Amazon, UPS, and the post office to search for and refuse all deliveries of fentanyl from China. Um, so he's giving a lot of uh, uh, demands and orders there. But uh, again, there's no um, no authority or we don't know what authority the White House is invoking to give such directives. It's an interesting chess match between the United States and China, isn't it? I mean, the president puts mm-hmm. the new tariffs in place and then he gets a, bu- a bunch of blowback for it. So he says, you know what, we're going to we're going to delay this until later in the year. It's my Christmas present to everybody kind of thing. And and then maybe he can avoid any sort of bad publicity going into 2020 and the primaries and all of that. Um, but now China kind of swings back They're with forcing his hand. Yeah. Yeah. This is the world's second largest economy, uh, and the president is almost, through his tweets today, was saying that uh, we don't need China. We we have the strongest economy, and so we could do without China, but this is a global uh, economy, and uh, the two countries are very intertwined. All right, Mona, appreciate all. You were with us every day this week, I think. Are you bored, are you bored with us? <laughs> we, we love Mona time. Not at all. I love it, too. <laughs> well, I hereby order a pizza for you as well. We'll see if I have any authority. Woohoo! Thank okay. you. <laughs> Mona Abdi there from Capitol Hill. Have a good weekend. Uh, when we come back, okay, there, every once in a while, there is a culling of people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, we are a few weeks away from a culling uh-huh. of dumbness and idiocy stupidity when it comes to this storm area 51 thing well they're getting ready for it uh, nevada county's declared an emergency because so many people are going to storm 
Area 51 for alien-related events. That's where we're at, guys. Get them aliens. <sighs> we have alien-related events at Area 51, and we've got guys on dark web eunuch sites. <laughs> America. Friday. Hey. Honestly, an insane silence. You you jumped like one of those cats in the cucumber she video. She looked like she had some sort of reptile in her hands. That's, that was pretty good. It was a pea. I'm short on sleep. She was holding the peas <laughs> like it was a reptile. You took advantage of my diminished capacity. You did take advantage. How dare you? That's like elder abuse. You it, you know what it is, yeah, and right. I apologize. But you should apologize. You, you really jumped out of your chair. <laughs> I that didn't know weird. what was in your hand. Did you stop screaming to hear her great joke? Yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. it. Was a she said, there. she, she threw pee pods on the floor and then said, I peed on, on the floor. floor. <laughs> yeah. I can attest. There was no scream. There was a, there was a definite uh, deep gulp of air. Such an <gasps> insane yes. asylum we're running around here. <sighs> well, the Dow ended the day down 600 points or so uh, on the uh, the comments from President Trump today that he would respond to Chinese tariffs somehow, but we have yet to see exactly uh, what sort of a response the president, the White House have put together. Uh, The president also ordered UPS, FedEx, Amazon to block any deliveries from China and the powerful drug fentanyl um, of the powerful drug fentanyl, I should say, and then hereby ordered all U.S. businesses to try to find some way out of uh, their Chinese operations. Officially, he said, our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China. Well, it is Players Weekend this weekend in Major League Baseball, and this is when players get to put a nickname on the back of their jerseys. We talked about it earlier, and then we threw it out there on Twitter. What would Gary's nickname be? You want to hear the responses we've gotten? Oh, sure. There's uh, the Hoff. Sizzle chest. Right. Sizzle, Sizzle chest, chest is a strong one. <laughs> Birdman. Huh? Forehead in all caps. Oh, I like that. S bird one. Gaston. I don't, I don't get that. Gaston. Gaston, I get. Big G. Okay. Nips. <laughs> and she hate me. Which one would you pick? I don't know. Out of all of those? Yeah. The Probably. one that, well, the one that, that most people would, I have heard people refer to me as, as the Hoff. That's I have it. heard most people refer to you as Nips. <laughs> that is not true. Let's not That's forget the picture that That's came out on you in my house. social media this week of you in a black mesh shirt, nipples prominently displayed. Prominently displayed. Nips forward, man. Nips up. Well, it looks like. <sighs> The, For now, he is aging. Stop it. The elected board of Lincoln County, Nevada, has taken a preemptive measure in anticipation of an overwhelming number of visitors headed to Area 51. It cited possible threats to the town's resources and inadequate services. Only 5,200 people live there. In the entire county? Yes, sir. The county commission gave two conditional permits on Monday, one to a UFOlogy expo. And the second went to Alien Stock. Both of them are going to take place. Both of those things are taking place the weekend of September 20th and 21st. And the way the county put it, Lincoln County Commission Chairman, we don't have enough resources for medical emergencies, waste management, sanitary facilities. The declaration would bring in outside resources. Now, this is 
they do things like this. They're, this is not the first time they've done ufology expos or alien stock at a place like this because that extraterrestrial highway is literally a it's a tourist uh tool i guess i mean that's how they get people to go to that part of nevada is because of the proximity to area 51 it's just a concern that that one guy put on facebook a couple of months ago we're gonna storm area 51 and we're gonna get them aliens there's going to be somebody who does that there will be people who who you know tip back a couple of pops and go that was a good idea bob we need to go <laughs> that sounds like us when we almost went to the baseball game oh you mean three states away in baltimore was it yeah we yeah. were in philly <laughs> and we're like we should go to we should go to the orioles game dummies well there are trains oh thank you that's that makes that was that was exactly the logic as well. I like trains. Uh, I like high speed trains even better. You guys, uh, we could do it and then be back. God, the county estimated that there will be a crowd somewhere between ten thousand and two hundred thousand people in that area for the weekend. So the town that's closest to Area Fifty One is called Rachel. Rachel has a population of sixty people they have an inn alien the little alien get it yes thank you mm-hmm. a small bar and a motel and the inn is booked for that weekend so you're out of luck there's well, gonna be no food no lodging nothing there and here's what they're saying to people they're kind of trying to scare people this is still the very end of summer in the desert and they're saying that camping there is a bad idea because even if it gets into the 90s during the day, it's bone chilling at night. You know what this reminds me of? Fire Festival. People going out to the middle of nowhere with no resources for a good time because they're dumbasses. Yeah. Well, let, let's go to Caribbean Island, see a lot of music, do a lot of Molly. Do people still do Molly, or is it oh. something else now? Well, what else would it be? I don't know. Pretend like you don't know. You just came out of a concert. You literally walked in 45 minutes ago from the Stones It was a Rolling Stones, Stones concert. concert. They're 76 years old. There was no Molly going on. I, I beg to differ with you. Really? Oh, yeah. You think Mick Jagger's hitting the Molly? I didn't know if he was. I don't think that'd be good for his heart, would it? No, 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 no. Considering it almost literally fell out of his chest. Morgan, is there ago. some sort of new drug the kids are into? Um, yes, as your drug expert. Um, the new drug, I would say, is, uh, you know, I'm not really sure, actually. I think it's vaping. Vaping? Just vaping, vaping pot? Well, mm. or nicotine, yeah. That's it, huh? There's no new pills or anything? Uh... Not that I know of. All no right. beanies or greenies. What are those? That's, That's like Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> she tried to be hip. Because I don't know about those beanies and greenies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we will dive into our nine news nuggets you need to know. Very special uh, edition. Yeah, to special that. edition. Burning Man edition. Gary and Shannon will continue. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find. You get what you need. Oh, 
Shannon, KFI AM 640. Spent a lot of time early in the show today. Andrew Mollenbeck actually joined us. We were looking for an update on the shooting, and I'm using finger quotes now every time we say this, the shooting of that sheriff's deputy in Lancaster because it sounds like the sheriff and the sheriff's department communications office don't want to talk about this. They don't want to talk about what appeared to be on Wednesday afternoon a sniper taking a pot shot at a sheriff's deputy in the parking lot of the Lancaster station. Well, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that maybe that's not at all what happened. And if that's the case, why doesn't the sheriff want to talk about it? Why doesn't the sheriff's department in general want to put everybody's mind at ease that we don't have a sniper that's targeting law enforcement. Well, here's some great news. Orange County health officials say a teenage girl with measles may have exposed people earlier this month at oh, Disneyland. A measles. And at Disney California Adventure, where no other people go. <laughs> officials say she traveled to California from New Zealand. She was at the parks on August 12th, stayed at the adjacent Desert Palms Hotel on Catella, from August 11th to August 15th. Uh, the Dow down 623 today. Uh, of course, all of this is coming ahead of the big economic summit coming up in about 10 days. The G7 that the president is going to be involved with. He was back and forth. China imposed new tariffs and said we would retaliate. And we haven't yet seen from the White House what that means. All right. Well, this is when we do our nine news nuggets you need to know. And because this is Burning Man weekend way out in the desert past Reno, we have an opportunity to to bring you some of the delightful uh, items that uh, they're going to be doing on the playa this year. And if you're bored uh, when you're at Burning Man, you're doing it wrong because there's so much for you to do. We talked about we've talked about cuddle puddles. We talked about orgy tents. Orgy tents. In fact, it, let's see. You can, if you search in the, I think I had it up here a second ago, the Playa event, Playa events at burningman.org, you can search the word orgy and there are at least 40 different search results in there. So if that's your thing. Something for everyone in the orgy department, really. You get sunburned. I'm sure there's a sunburn orgy. There's probably a put some dirt on it orgy. There's all kinds of stuff out there for Burning Man. We decided that for the nine news nuggets you need to know, we're going to do the top nine list of 2019 Burning Man activities. Some of them look pretty damn great. I'm not going to lie to you. Here's your honorable mention. Honorable mention. Not supposed to mention. I was going to mention it when the time was right. It's network policy not to mention it. It's been an honor serving with you all. Didn't I mention it? What an honor it is. Great and honorable Moses. So today we're holding auditions to become the newest member of Honorable Mention. All right, sign me up for this. It's called Ho, 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 It's Sourdough. We're talking a tasting, a sampling of sourdough bread. It's a three-hour workshop, and all you do is you taste different sourdoughs. Now, here's my caveat. I'm not messing around with sourdoughs made in Los Angeles. If they're not bringing the sourdough from San Francisco, I'm not going to the workshop. I'm just not going to go because that's not real sourdough. Question from the non-Burning Man audience, though. Where are they getting the yeast for that sourdough bread? Oh, I don't... Uh, I don't think... Okay, first of all, that's ridiculously gross. Organic, though, Second right? of all... <laughs> I believe that they are flying it in from Fisherman's Wharf. 
That's my fantasy. You better hope. <laughs> uh, number nine. Uh, I did nine plays with a cop's dirty nine times out of ten as partners dirty two. And I speak nine languages. I stay up till nine o'clock. Basically everybody at table nine. I feel ready to go another nine in. Niner. Did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Number nine this of one's the for you. list of 2019 Burning Man activities. You do great in this one. Socially appropriate burp day. There will be one full day to celebrate the bodily function of burping. And it says, burp as much as you want, burners. Can you burp on command? Yes. Do it. Uh, That's good. That was a little baby one. That's a good one. Can you do a bigger one? I could. Let's do it. I think it's socially inappropriate. Oh. Yeah. Number eight. Yeah, here's number eight. It would be great if you could make a figure eight. A child is born every eight seconds. Listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Amazing. So this one's a little different. It's called sensual haircuts. The description is, it's like getting a haircut, but sensual. <laughs> so what does that entail, Morgan? Well, yeah. Why are you asking me? Well, You're the one who put this party together. Of all of this, uh, of all of the people that we can see, there's one who is most likely to have any idea what that would be, and that's you. You think Blake knows? Oh, no. Right. <laughs> so... Is it like a... Is it is it one of those where there's more time spent on the pre-wash, like the shampoo before the haircut? You just get your sexy scissors out is what it is. Oh. Again. Blake, proof, stand proof down. That Blake Simmer has down. no stand idea down. what's going on. Your um, sexy scissors? Oh, my God. Let's dump that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah. this um, sensual haircut experience will be less focused on the haircut. You probably won't even really get a haircut. It'd be more of a trim. It'll be like when you go to the nail salon and you get your nails done and then they start massaging your arms Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, wait, this is the good part. I didn't know I needed that. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm hoping it's like. All right. Here's number seven. The seventh son of the seventh son. We're on to a seven day. With the government. Sector seven. Five, seven. Seven a.m. Seven years of college down the drain. Seven. 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 Seven days. Again, this is the list of 2019 Burning Man activities. This is not a complete list, by the way. This is just the top ones that we came up with. Number six, chill the F out in color. Number seven we're doing. Well, we're going to have to switch those two. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Number seven is uh, chill the F out in color. So that's all you do is you you color. You know, Michelle, producer Michelle started uh, adult coloring books. She thought it would. Swears by it. Really? Swears by it. That it's it like relaxes a her. Form of meditation, relaxation, get your mind out of thinking and just coloring. Wow, I'm gonna try that. Along with that, chill the f out and color is something called the Nicolas Cage coloring chill space. Tell me more. It's more coloring, but they say that this one actually involves coloring in the pictures of actor Nicolas Cage's face. Now, I would understand that if you were on some sort of drugs, that could set you off on a bad trip. Just seeing Nicolas Cage over and over and over right. again. Without color. And then having to put the color on his face. I don't know if that's for me. Here's, number, here's number six. I got six. You got six. She got six. Uh, number six. Steve, there's six more weeks of winter. Why do you have a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink another six-pack. Number six. 
26. JFJ's Canned Meat Symposium. All in. Again, I would not eat any open meat at Burning Man, but I would eat canned meat, that's for sure. If meats are involved... Sign me up. Uh, JFJ's Canned Meat Symposium is supposed to be an educational array of only the finest canned meats. What constitutes a fine canned meat? I'm going to Google that. I don't really think there's enough variations in canned meats for one to be fine and one to be less than. There's a lot of types of canned meats. There's a Kirkland brand of roast beef in a can. Oh, boy. There's armor potted meat, mm-hmm. dried beef from Hormel. Yeah. Meats beef chunks. I don't know what that company is. There's deviled ham, of course. There's sliced conch. Spam. Spam is also an incredible How is this meat. not just like dog food? Well, like Vienna sausages. That's a canned meat. Ooh, that can be canned. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll continue the list, the wild list of the 2019 Burning Man, Burning Man, Burning Man activities that you can take part in this weekend. Swanson does a chicken breast in a can. <laughs> oh, man. Canned true nomad, nomadic stewed horse meat Ooh. from Kazakhstan. Well, that sounds delightful. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. They ship to the U.S.? Yeah. He was charged in 2017 for showing a video to a minor that involved him having sex with a chicken. Of him having sex with a chicken? To a minor. Who took the video? I don't know. You can set it How up you... maybe on a box or something and then what kind grab of a chicken? the chicken. And... What do you mean, what kind of a chicken? John and Ken. What kind of a question is that? Weekdays 2 to 6 on KFI. Again, it's an insane asylum. <laughs> horrible things. I am going to have the worst nightmares. John, uh, John and Ken filming chicken sex and puppets talking to you. Hey, tell me I'm the puppet where I'm going to touch you. What? Uh, we're in the middle of our list of nine news nuggets you need to know. Today, they are Burning Man activities that are actually on the agenda for this year's 2019 Burning Man. Here's number five. For five! I have five rules. We begin bombing in five minutes. Five little monkeys. This is the year 5.5. Five. leaning on track five for Anaheim. Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately. This is uh, a problematic exercise, in my opinion. I'd have a hard time listening to this. It's called the morning yodel. Oh, yeah, I love it. Because... Oh, Lord. Could you imagine being on Molly all day? Full volume. And then waking up to a bunch of burners yodeling? Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. That's a horrible idea. Number four. Four minutes! He's probably on his fourth tranquilizer by now. Commandment number four! There goes the fourth amendment. This isn't the same world you left four years ago. Now this one. I'm in. I'm all in. With me before, you know this is the fun part. Yeah, Bob Ross. Wash your brushes with odorless thinner. Odorless thinner. Shake off the excess. Bob Ross and chill. God, I love him. We just watch <laughs> just old episodes of Bob louder. Ross. All right, now set nice to electronic beats. We'll right back up here, yeah. and we'll just blend the sky out a little bit. Oh, oh he's so soothing. Oh, here's number Still three. Little- three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. They were dead within three hours. Three. Security clearance level three. All three of you. Three. I got all three of you guys for the rest of your natural born lives. After about three days, they both start to stink. Three. This experience is called the birthing canal. 
<laughs> so you enter the womb dome. The what? Womb dome. Womb dome. You squeeze through the canal. And then you get spanked on the other side. Oh, boy. Welcome to the world, Gary. <laughs> You're reborn. You know what you'd say to me? All right, here's number What's two. What's going on, you two? Pick out two fingers. One, two. No, there are two people in this house. There's two sons and no women. Two ringy dingy. I almost feel like this is out of place, but I suppose... It makes sense. It's kind of off-brand. One of the things that you could do at Burning Man this year is an AA meeting. There are multiple daily meetings for those people who are substance-free at Burning Man. Well, so good, you could do all, good for I, them. It seems like you could do all of the other things we're talking about and still be... And still be substance-free. I mean, we didn't include on the list the beer bong breakfast that is uh, planned for Burning Man. But other than that, I don't know why you couldn't be sober and do it. Here's the last number one thing you can do at Burning Man. We're number one. You're a number one. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. I decided to look out for number one. Are you the number one? (laughs) Row number one. Number one. Uh, Number one. Oh, this sounds nice. At least the first part. Scarbutts, coffee, and yeah. spankings. Oh. Order off a menu of coffee drinks as well as a menu of spanking options. I'll take that. Spanking options? There are different... Um, okay. I a mean, latte and a splatte. What's a splatte? It's a type of spank. Like, how, what is it? Seriously. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what splatte nor hot rails are. I'm sorry that I'm such a... St- Straight edge person over here. Getting all judgy. Like an espresso and a tap. Oh, just like a little tap, like a little puppy tap. Yeah. Got it. Or uh, like a caramel macchiato and a French twirl. All right. I think it's time for John and Ken. See you Monday, everybody. Stay dry. Blessings. Gary and Shannon's side studio. (laughs) Sounds like How was the charger party? I I didn't get invited to the charger party. Oh, what? Well, neither did I. You know, Matt is as much higher up on the ladder than I am. Wow. I'm just I'm just a riffraff. She was like, what? And he's like, you just didn't... Are so tired of this broad. What? This broad. Broad. Who, Robert Mueller? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, has been uh, obsessing over Bob Mueller. <laughs> What's up with that guy's jaw? His whole face. There's a is, lot going on. It's hard to look I at. Think, and he's slipping. Yeah, he seems old. <laughs> All right, ready? I hate Congress. Uh. <laughs> God bless you. This has been Gary and Shannon's Side Studio Show. Stay tuned for more outtakes and bloop, bloopers. Stay outtakes and bloopers. Oh, you know what I'm saying. We're going to keep scrolling up. Oh, goodbye. Gary and Shannon. Okay.